Hello, welcome to the Photo Op Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op, the podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. Yes, we do. So, we're going to start off today with a listener question. Yes, from Nathan. Uh, he's making the jump to mirrorless, which is a, a big jump. It's less of a big jump nowadays, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would still consider it significant if you've already got kit. Yeah, that's true. I that's haven't true. made that jump. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't specify if he has kit, but first, let's get to his actual questions before I, we talk about that. I actually do know Nathan. He's got a decent amount of kit. Ah, okay. He's starting off. He's he's still starting off, but he's not, he's not starting fresh. Okay. Well, thankfully, the mirrorless market is much more robust than it was uh, when it was a bigger leap earlier on so we can help you with that so he's long story short getting into mirrorless it was cameras. a long question so we're going to shorten it down for you <laughs> and uh one he asks is there a general hobbyist camera um that we would recommend and uh, for mirrorless and then also if specific mirrorless brands uh fit particular photographic styles better better than others let's start with question number two no <laughs> uh, no, you should be able to shoot in whatever style on whatever camera, <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty un- much. Unless you shoot video. Well, yeah. Yeah, so video, um, if you're talking about pure photographic styles, no. If you're talking about video versus photo, then sure. Um, Panasonic, both their Micro Four Thirds and their Full Frame are very video-oriented. And Panasonic, Panasonic has even announced recently that they're going to lean into that harder um, over time. So they, you may see them shift very much away from any photo capabilities in their camera which i'm cool with it's a better tool for the job potentially as a result um and to some degree sony uh sony has a bunch of different body types depending on what you're doing so they're all arounders is their a7 series there are series for like maximizing your photo resolution um basically over anything else and the s series is more for video so low resolution stills uh but very high quality um uh, low noise video as a result so uh, sony it depends uh, or you can get the a1 which does everything uh, but is also yeah. sixty five hundred dollars for the body I so mean, not a hobbyist I, <laughs> I would say though that if uh, c300 or red are not in your budget then sony is the absolute best bang for your buck so you might look at a sony body and go yeah. "Ooh, that's super expensive well let's we're here to tell you. <laughs> We're here to tell you. Let's just say uh, it is it is a lot less than it could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, does a specific brand fit a specific style? Unless you're shooting video? Not no. really. Um, for a general hobbyist camera... <sighs> Depends on how you define hobbyist, <laughs> and it depends on what you already have. So you you said that you know Nathan. He does already have a little bit of kit. So what kit does he have already? I want to say it's a basic a basic starter uh, low level DSLR, but I can't remember what brand. Okay, I can't remember the brand. So the answer may be uh may depend on if you want to use any of the existing glass that you have on whatever mirrorless camera body you're buying so i know that uh canon and nikon have offered uh adapters basically to go from their old glass uh to their new mirrorless bodies that you may want to stay with that same brand um but i know canon specifically has been killing it with their rf lenses they have so mm-hmm. um, if your stuff is old and you're looking to upgrade anyway, you might as well just get the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all the mirrorless lenses are a lot cheaper than full body lenses anyway. Yes. Yes, that's true. So you're getting much better glass for less price mm-hmm. because uh, mirrorless is just yeah. 
just cheaper. I, I would say that my personal recommendation for like full frame getting into mirrorless, if you've got the cash to start at this level, is something in the A7 line from Sony. I shoot with an A7 III a lot. A7 IV is out now, but you can. it's a little bit more expensive. The A7 III is still fantastic all around her, and it does video. It does photos really well. It has pretty good low-light performance, um, decent resolution. I, I have a quick story about the A7 uh, yep. low-light performance. Mm-hmm. So I once shot a wedding, and um, it was at the aquarium, and we go into one of those, like, t- you you know the yeah. aquarium fairly well. I was there <laughs> before we recorded this today. <laughs> so we go into, like, one of those tunnels that, um, that basically bridges two of the underground yep. um tanks and it uh, it is just pitch black and the couple is going to sign their documents here because this is like where like the rotunda table thing is yeah. set up and i say just uh before you do anything give me a second i need to get my flashes out so i turn around start digging through my camera bag go to grab my speed light and the videographer just laughed at me he's like nah i'm good I've got an A7. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Okay? Can't all be you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. They, it, it's literally night vision goggles on yeah. those things. So, if you're starting from zero, the A7 three or four, depending on your budget, is it, with a Tamron, like, 28 to 75 is my, like, go-to. Just, like, it'll do a lot of stuff pretty well. Um, but I'm not here to you know bash on any camera brands the canon depends on your budget or what you're a hobbyist for because i i'm a landscape photographer and a wildlife photographer i'm gonna give very different vastly wild Mm -hmm. different uh recommendations so so that's my super safe recommendation for i don't know so this will do kind of a lot of things relatively well and you can grow from there but canon's mirrorless stuff has been really impressive nikon's mirrorless stuff has actually been really impressive um so it just depends hopefully that's helpful though um also we don't know your budget so if your budget is like five hundred dollars um then i would say or, buy a used camera yeah buy a used camera yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean the the camera that we're recording this on right now which we've talked about many times with panasonic g85 it's kind of old as far as cameras are considered and it still works great and actually it shoots pretty decent stills not amazing but considering you can get these for practically a couple hundred dollars nowadays yeah. like that's a lot of bang for your buck so. Yeah, um, I keep saying that I can get it for about five hundred bucks because that's how much I got it for. But I can't find them for less than six to eight hundred right now. Yeah, they're kind of weirdly expensive, just... and you should just get a G one hundred at that price because that's the like multiple bodies newer, and you can get it for almost the same price. I just saw a G one hundred brand new the other day for six hundred dollars. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so maybe they're like too old now, and they're kind of difficult to find. Just get whatever the G something is newer whatever so G- panasonic yeah 95 g100 g120 i don't know what's out now but um but yeah those are good bang for your buck for video and stills are competent not amazing but competent if you're honest yeah budget. i i i definitely have used this as a stills camera when i've gone traveling abroad mm-hmm. but um it's okay it's okay yeah it's not my favorite um i would say probably avoid sony crop i used to recommend that a lot for hobbyists um, they haven't updated them in a while. I kind of am worried that Sony is slowly getting out of the crop business. So I 
hesitate to recommend that. You'll see that a lot where people are like, get an A6400 or 6500 or 60 whatever hundred. Nah. I don't know. So, Just go all the way. <laughs> so, yeah, one thing that uh, used to be the common common uh, phrase was just full frame. Full yeah. frame is better because full frame is better. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually have one friend who he shoots sports and wildlife mm-hmm. and he preferred the crop sensor bodies because he's like, hey, look, it's cheaper. My glass is cheaper and I get free extra range yeah. when I'm trying to zoom in on something in 18 megapixel at the time that was the standard in 18 megapixel 7d is the same as your 18 megapixel 5d except it's half the price and i get an extra 1.3 zoom i feel like though you should go all the way like you should either go micro four thirds so you get the maximum possible benefit for like your zoom lenses or you should go full frame like the crop is kind of i i gotta say i'm i'm not a huge fan of the four thirds just aspect ratio yeah i I still prefer the four six Mm -hmm. anyway but that's our recommendation hopefully that helps uh it's it's a difficult question weirdly <laughs> yeah but hopefully that helps so uh thank wh- you nathan if, if anybody else has questions hello at photo-op.show is our email address yes absolutely and if you enjoy uh stuff like this hearing us prattle on about our thoughts and opinions well you've come to the right show uh but you can support us at patreon.com slash nom creative uh, so uh today's topic are modern photos too perfect no next question <laughs> yeah where, where, where did this come from i think it, i think we're riffing off an article or something so we are riffing yeah. off an article but we're also just kind of i think riffing off of a topic of conversation in general around i think there's a lot of nostalgia for the filmic look like you see people applying filters and shooting with film and shooting you see even increasingly people shooting with like earlier uh, digital cameras for like a uh, early 2000s kind of look to their photos like this is an increasingly popular thing nope I and hate so it. that's part of what we're ripping <laughs> off is like is like our modern photos too perfect we seem to be regressing <laughs> to like even like crappy early digital cameras which i don't think anybody likes except i don't know maybe tiktokers now but no um, they're yeah i i can understand the nostalgia for the film look because the light leaks and the film grain Mm -hmm. and the color palette of um you know like portra 400 stuff like that Mm -hmm. um there there is a look and a style and a feel that i can understand the nostalgia for but early digital no why would we ever go back that's popped up a lot recently though (laughs) unless you pick up like an old like um there's one thing i saw where someone modded out a game boy camera and started shooting concerts with it yes so i bought a game boy camera to do (laughs) basically that i haven't done it yet maybe it'll be in a show in the future but i did buy a game boy camera uh because they were surprisingly cheap yeah so i was like sure i'll experiment with it um it's pretty fun uh it's quite difficult to get the photos off of them uh turns out but it is fun yeah um so yeah our modern photos too perfect we're kind of bouncing off of all that kind of stuff what is going on why do people have nostalgia for this you know i speaking of like the the nostalgia for for film which i also understand um i understand it but i don't personally have it i hate it yeah and i but i almost prefer that over early digital i look at early digital stuff and i'm like i wish they just shot this on film because yeah. this could be scanned in much higher quality but since it was shot in early digital that's what you get that's it 
You're stuck. See, not even not even the megapixel count. There's just something about the the early digital. Um, like it didn't render skin tones no. the way that it should. Was and really bad. yeah, compression. Yeah. We had a lot of uh banding issues, Color and uh, there'd be like a little bit of color splotching on skins where that person's skin is not actually splotchy. Yeah. That's the sensor. Um, we, d- you definitely see it in your highlights, your shadows and your reds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cameras. I mean, cameras still sometimes struggle with rendering reds, but early digital was so bad. Ba- basically <laughs> look at any, look at any TV show about politics. And if you see the character wearing a red blazer, mm-hmm. notice how it, it goes absolutely neon mm-hmm. and does not show any no of the details. detail that is early digital for you. And it's kind of a bummer because early, early digital, like this is even bit like big in big, you know, like film industry stuff uh, where like early TV and even some films, uh, well, not early TV, but like early TV that was shot on early digital and films that were shot on early digital, even though at the time they had budget to do the best digital they could at the time. They're kind of stuck and you see a lot of stuff where it like hasn't been remastered in 4K and and still looks kind of crappy and you're like why, you know? And the see, answer is it was shot in early digital. If we have an sucks. old film reel, that old film reel can be scanned Re-scanned. and retouched mm-hmm. and upscaled and remastered. If yeah. we have an old digital, we're stuck with whatever it got or you shot on. F- you fix it at great cost. So like um like the the next generation uh, Star Trek the next generation, a lot of that was shot in early digital and uh and as a result, it looked really bad and so what people had to do was spend a lot of money and a lot of time vfx yeah everything digitally remastering everything at great cost and maybe it's worked out now but i remember at the time uh i remember relatively recently uh there was i was reading about it and uh it was stated that at least for a long time maybe to this day that never paid off financially because it was so expensive to go back and That's hand retouch right. everything. So, uh, yeah. So this even even bites like big industry stuff uh, when they had the budget to get the best they possibly could at the time. So I don't know. TikTokers shooting on early digital. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> TikTok resolution is Fair so enough. small. Whatever. Yeah. Um. No, I I don't have any nostalgia for the light leaks or anything like that. I do it mm. occasionally if I'm trying to if I'm shooting like a wedding photo or a boudoir photo where I'm just trying to add a little bit of zhuzh to something that isn't particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. But generally, I stay stay away from that kind of stuff. Um. Although one thing that I will say is I think we have definitely hit the threshold. Uh, where we have enough megapixels now do we though yes yes do here's 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 what the, if i need to digitally crop <laughs> here's here's the thing else i'll say about it like uh, for security cameras we're like zoom in enhance mm-hmm. yeah okay more pixels is always better right when it comes to when it comes to um shooting you know uh these like huge landscape photos or like mm-hmm. sides of bus billboards Obviously, you know, giant cinema, um, 4K is the standard now. And even though I'm still, you know, having a hard, I'm still shoot a lot of stuff in 1080, even though 4K is the standard, but they're going up to like 8K and 10K and just like these things are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, But the human eye has basically hit a point megapixel wise Mm -hmm. that with, you know, 20, 
uh, uh, the the camera I shoot with right now is 21 megapixels, mm. and I know a lot of them are in the like 36 megapixel range. Right? You also have a 50 megapixel camera. I though. do have a 50 megapixel <laughs> camera, and that 50 megapixel camera is. Um, I I will give an example of where where more megapixels is better, but for the most part, unless you're going for a specialty type of item, <laughs> we have hit the point where your eye, if I print out an eight by ten headshot. You cannot tell the difference between a a full film, which is the highest resolution you can possibly get, eight by ten, versus or like a still taken from like a you know eight uh, K red versus a twenty something megapixel camera. Of like they're all the same. Your eye physically cannot tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So like eh. It's kind of like saying um, when there's a business being like, mm, to get more business, we need to make our product better. Or to get more business, you could just like make a better shopping experience, make it easier for people to check out, better customer service, better instructions or onboarding. There's a lot of things you can do to make the experience the better thing. that yeah. doesn't need to be the thing. Like we're good on megapixels. Mm-hmm. To circle back on what you just said, though, <laughs> yes, I absolutely did buy a 50 megapixel camera and used it recently. Um, so hypocrisy, there, yeah. Except, but this is this is that like specialty niche case where like I'm not going to shoot a whole wedding with my 50, yes, 50 yes. megapixel back. Um, I was shooting tabletop, um, like like uh, like D and D mini figures. Mm-hmm. And what the company specifically needed is when you go onto Facebook or Instagram, you have that square crop, but then yeah. you can scroll through. Mm-hmm. They needed uh, five, uh, basically, s- s- uh, square crops that you can scroll through. So what I had to do was I had to set up one scene that then I could zoom into such a small, tiny portion of it that I could still get a very high-res square cropped image so that I could have five of these square cropped images side-by-side side so that it seamlessly tiles. And I wanted to do this all in one rather than attempting to stitch a panoramic. So I used my 50 megapixel back just to make my life easier and cropped the hell out of it see i don't have a 50 megapixel camera currently and i think that that's the threshold for me where if 50 megapixels was in everything that would be good enough and i feel like we're relatively close to that point that's still that's still in the high end where 50 phone had 48 well (laughs) yeah that's fair fair um we're still seeing like and i mean with no compromises right so like you're 50 megapixel back is a little bit too slow and and you know as far as like frames per yep. second a little bit too clunky to use like for a wedding um and so i feel like something right now we still see the high end is like the sony a1 where it's 50 megapixel and there aren't any compromises like video is still really good iso is still really uh, or noise performance is still really good you can shoot many you know a lot of frames per second like it does everything in a 50 megapixel back when that is like at the two thousand dollar body tier i think then good enough like yeah. That does everything. Like that'll solve everybody, like any need that somebody would have in an average camera. So I think we're almost there. Um, but are photos too perfect? I don't think I don't think ever. I don't think I, they're ever too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like keep chasing the humanized capabilities. Exceed the humanized capabilities. Like, why not? Like it just it just gives you more latitude to explore different stuff. I mean, how sweet would it be to be able to shoot like in super dark you know like basically pitch black environment to be able to recover details out of that and do all sorts of crazy stuff with it like why not why not like far exceed what humans are capable of doing 
Um, why do I need to exposure bracket when my camera's got a 30, yeah. you know, yeah, right? like stop have a range. Fi- yeah, have a 50 stop <laughs> dynamic range. Why not? Like, I don't, you can always remove perfection from the original image, but you can't add it. So why not start with the best possible <laughs> representation of what you're shooting, right? That's at least in my opinion. So yeah. I'm like always chase. Now, granted, I'm shooting on a camera that's say, five or six years old now. So like, I'm not somebody that's like, I will always get the latest best camera because I'm always chasing that. No, realistically, it still fits my needs just fine. However, I feel like technologically, as an industry. <laughs> yeah, as an industry, please do Keep going. better, cool stuff all the time. Especially, I feel like peripheral stuff. Like sensors are pretty good now, but better and better and better in camera stabilization. I will always be into that. Granted, oh, for sure, as more video, of a video yeah. guy. But like, yeah, but even it works for stills too. So, especially if you're shooting at like really super telephoto, um, you're shooting with this really super telephoto uh, lens. That those same uh, in-body image stabilization elements can compensate for your handshake when you're shooting telephoto. That's um, true. So you can use them for stills too. I, I think going back to the the film nostalgia, um, what it really comes down to is with modern photos being perfect, old film cameras, you had these like light leaks and things that were artifacts. technically mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we're nostalgia for the mistakes of old. And I think you can still... I, I, I think the discussion behind this is, are modern photos too perfect? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest. We have a guest that has been distracting me for a while now. <laughs> Um, for those of you listening, my dog is just running through the set today. Yeah, watch the YouTube video. Get watch bonus, the YouTube bonus video. Bon- bonus clip. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're 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 nostalgic for we're, artifacts, we're nostalgic for, for the artifacts and yeah. the mistakes, and and really now it is a choice where we can intentionally create the light leak and we can use that to draw the eye. Versus yeah. it was I was trying to take a good photo and oops, there's a light leak because the camera lens didn't seal properly. Yeah. Like those are two very different things. But why are we nostalgic for mistakes? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. I'm I don't, not. I don't think I'm nostalgic for mistakes either. So I'm like, I don't get it. Like I don't know, but. We're not, I don't know, we're not uh, aesthetic TikTokers enough, I guess. We're not. <laughs> uh, my dog is also not uh, nostalgic for mistakes. He thinks uh, cameras should just keep getting better as well. Yeah. He's right there with you, Stuart. Yeah, so, you know, I think the stuff, to some degree, we've basically reached good enough. Um, but I am always game for the industry to chase, to chase better um, and more. Because why not? Like, at the very worst, that means that the, like average to crappy cameras are better because the That's high true. end has pushed that That's pushed true. those capabilities bring, down. Bring that floor yeah. up. I mean, 4K used to be like, no way. You have to spend, you know, $50,000 to get 4K digital. Now it's like in everybody's phone and, you know, in really cheap cameras. That's insane like, to yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. So so those kind of capabilities are why I think, like, at least the industry needs to keep chasing. We get keep We get better stuff on the consumer end if the top end continues to exceed expectations basically so yeah i don't know we'll see i mean phones still make crazy good progress like that's another thing where you know maybe dslrs have reached good enough for the most part phones are not anywhere near actually that that is an excellent kind of like 
discussion for another time thing, yeah. but like you make a great point that for a full frame sensor, they're pretty much as good as they're going to get. We have sharp corners. We have enough. high res. They're, they're good, good enough, enough yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they can always get better, but yeah. they're good enough. But phones, give no. give me that low light performance. Give me that megapixel count. Give, give me telephoto. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me all of those features on this very tiny sensor. Mm-hmm. I understand that small sensors have the physical physics limitation with like depth of field yeah. and such. But like, can you can you give me some of these capabilities and something that fits in my pocket? Yeah. But there's lots of efforts working around making like one inch sensor smaller. The whole uh, these cool like periscope lenses, where actually there's like a lens that extends into the body of the phone and goes like vertically in the back of the phone, like stuff like that. Really cool developments to make better optics in a tiny sensor. So um, give me more of that, please. I would love to have my DSLR in my pocket. We're not there yet, as much as people say I've, we are. I, I've got a, a quick question for you. So I just upgraded to a Google Pixel, mm-hmm. and I know it's got a 0.5, a 1, and a 2 in the options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are any of those optical? Uh, th- Maybe. It depends <laughs> on how many uh, how many lenses are on the back of, your cam- or back of your phone. If you look at the back of your phone, you'll see. Yeah, I'm seeing two lenses back there. Okay, so probably the 0.5 and, and the, one. the 1 is optical, and then the 2 is a... Google has like magic cropping where they basically when your hand sh- they use your handshake at to to work on the image so they the handshake when you're capturing at like 2x it notices your handshake and the gyroscope in the in the phone records that movement and it uses that to take multiple frames and create better resolution by something that you're All right, doing. Camera companies, give me more crap like yeah. that. So, like, so I was about to say... <laughs> we don't need more megapixels. We need tech like yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> the, the computational photography in phones to overcome crappy optics and sensors is amazing what phones are able to do. Give me that in a DSLR body. Can you imagine if we had the computational might know of a we've... phone in a DSLR? <laughs> yes, please. I know we've talked about this before. Just give me Lytro in a form factor that works. Yes, basically. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> the The ability to change my focus when I miss it would be amazing. The idea was so cool. Just, just the execution yeah. got botched. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so are modern photos too perfect? No, more perfect, more perfect, <laughs> <laughs> always more perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think there are definitely aspects that they can stop driving for now. Um, not yeah. not to say that they can't get better, but more to say, uh, when, when you walk into a business, the product doesn't necessarily get better. Make all the other things better. Make mm-hmm. the ergonomics better. Make the autofocus better. Make the low light better. Like we're fine on megapixels. Yeah. Um, corner sharpness. Yeah. Yeah, that can that can always get. I would love to have corner to corner sharpness. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of my lenses still aren't quite there yet, but yeah, I, I think me, we're okay. Give me cooler glass. Like I feel like there's more developments to be made in glass. Like I tr- I tr- I want the tiny like f two eight from you know eight millimeters to six hundred millimeters. Yeah, like, in all, I want that <laughs> in all in one travel lens that can do less than like six three. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be like, so forget whatever body I attach that to. Who cares? Just give me that glass. Yeah, no, it. for sure. So, yeah. so the stuff around the sensor. The stuff around yeah. the sensor. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's what we have for today. Um, I do apologize to everyone listening for the complete brain meltdown of the dog walking through set. I just, uh, bonus for you, you two. Completely viewers. lost it there. But you know what? We're going to leave it in because, uh, 
Yeah, we're gonna leave it yeah, in. No one's no one's perfect. Cute uh, 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 see what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, next week we are going to talk about a very amazingly cool piece of tech uh, from Thor: Love and Thunder. So stay tuned next week to check out that. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.